Around the planet on the World Wide Web. Internet Radio. Enter Merlin. But beware. Do not interrupt his magic. Well, hi, and welcome to the new Musing of Merlin here on Cauldron FM with me, the Merlin. In today's show, I am going to be asking one very important question. What is the meaning of pagan? Also, I'll be taking a look at some more spellcasting from the work of Rose Ariadne. So first, let us begin with some music taken from the new Needs and Prince album, Love Revolution. In this track is called This Is How The Light Gets In.
Cauldron FM. Around the planet on the World Wide Web. The Sound of Magic. Well, that was Andy and Anthea, Needs and Prince, with a track from their album Love Revolution called This Is How the Light Gets In. So now to the first section of our show. What is the meaning of pagan? What does the word mean? This is a question that continually arises. Why? Because everyone has their own interpretation of words instead of researching the definition of language. That's not a bad thing, but it's not really a good thing either. It's human nature to view all things in life from one's own perspective. But quite often, that's where we get into trouble. If people would simply acknowledge the need for common definitions then it would be much easier to develop a common understanding, or perhaps even acceptance of varying views. The purpose for defined definitions is to develop that common language and understanding. Aristotle wrote many books of thought in his day. It's interesting to note that the first eight of those books are based on defining words, and what he means when he says this word or that word. Even then, the great thinkers of our world understood the deep importance of common meanings of words, even in 300 BC. One of the other problems we face is researching words based on their origin, meaning, and, this is the important part, English translation. We get even further confused when a word is both English and an ancient dialect. Say, for example, neo-pagan. We'll get to this word later. Some say pagan means country dweller. Unfortunately, this is very inaccurate. The word pagan translates to country dweller. It does not mean one who dwells in the country. Look at this word further and you'll find by definition pagan means any person who does not espouse to Christian, Muslim or Jewish doctrine. That's a big open field of beliefs. But that is what the word means, not what it translates to. The word pagan is associated to pagus, which is a Middle English 1100 to 1500 AD word that further translates to country dweller. Just for further understanding, Old English was a spoken dialect between 400 to 1100 AD. Religious sense is often said to derive from conservative rural adherence to the old gods after the Christianisation of Roman towns and cities, but the word in this sense predates that period in church history. It is more likely derived from the use of paganus in Roman military jargon for civilian, incompetent soldier, which Christians picked up with the military imagery of the early church e.g. Millites, or soldiers of Christ, etc. Applied to modern pantheists and nature worshippers from 1908, paganism is attested from 1433. Today's meaning of pagan means many people want this word to mean something special to their spiritual path that they've changed the meaning of this word. Now word evolution isn't a bad thing, as long as you keep in mind the origination of the word. But very often, a word evolves from its defined meaning to a slang term. If you need an example, try bitch. The meaning of the word is a female dog. The use of the word 
has evolved to be associated with a mean woman, or it has become slang to mean a complaint or anything unpleasant or difficult. But looking at the academic definition of pagan, it differentiates between Abrahamic religions, Christian, Muslim and Jewish doctrine, and early pagan beliefs. The Christians see Jesus as their saviour who died on the cross for their sins. The Jews see Jesus as a teacher and a prophet, but not the saviour promised by their elders. The Muslims see Jesus as their saviour along with others who were crucified, but was taken off the cross by the hand of God before he died. Please don't confuse Muslim with Islam. Though these two religions are attached today, they were centuries apart during the time periods discussed here. Keeping that in mind, why does the pagan translate to country dweller? Well, during the 4th century BC to 13th century AD, most people who lived in cities or large communities had been exposed to at least one of the major religions. Quite a few were followers of one of these faiths, and they were agnostics or the beginning followers of the sciences. Country folk were more often uneducated in the formalised religions. They were people of nature, farming, and living their lives by the breath of the earth, sun and moon. Very few practised one of the three major religions, and thus they were considered pagan. Carry this further, and you'll find the word neo-pagan. Now many people today don't like this word at all because they feel that it implies New Age paganism. Unfortunately, this again is an inaccurate interpretation, and once more because people view the translation of the word Neo as its definition. Neo is Greek for new, but the key to that sentence is Neo is Greek. At the time the word Neo-Pagan was created, sometime between 400th century BC and 4th century AD, The new pagans were people who were defined as pagan, but further defined themselves as nature or earth-based believers. In their writings about physics and metaphysics and spiritual concepts, the early Greek thinkers discussed the differences between pagans and pagan communities. Or perhaps a better way to put this is, they differentiate between their brand of paganism and others, they discuss as nature-specific pagans, what we might think of as the early pagans of Celtic origins. Keep in mind the timing of this word's origin. The Hellenes Greeks reigned from the 8th century BC to the 3rd century AD, when Alexander the Great died. Greece was at its height in scientific knowledge. Explorations across Europe and Asia had begun by both Greeks and the Romans. The Romans reigned their corner of the world between the 2nd century BC excuse me, to almost the 4th century AD. The Druids reigned Britain, Ireland and France from about the 2nd century BC to the 4th century AD. Although there is much debate on the age of the Druids, anthropological work can at least place the Druids in the 2nd century. All the while the Christians and the Hebrews were making their own ways in the world. All this confusion about who is pagan and who is a nature pagan got very confusing. The Greeks in their wisdom to categorise and educate developed the concepts of pagan and neo-pagan 
I say concepts because, remember at the beginning of this, I said we would further confuse the definition of a word by its English translation. Well, when we return after the break, prepare to be confused. So let's break now and let's take a track from Celia Ferran, which is called Gnomes. As I was sitting in my chair I swear I was the only one there When a hazel red struck me in the head And the coroner pronounced me dead Seven years that I was gone Dancing jigs and singing fairy songs Now I'm back and you can see I'm a little bit human and a little fairy Well, those gnomes that took my brain I would bet they are insane Cause I don't think there was there a gnome Who thought as much as I did Ha ha, the joke is not on me Cause now I'm living merrily If me Down. And I panicked in each moment as I jumped about the town Now I'm neither here nor there and I haven't got a care With me ring ding diddly oh what a day That ring diddly I go Well those gnomes that took my brain I would bet they are insane Cause I don't think there was there a gnome Who thought as much as I did the joke is not on me Cause now I'm living merrily With me Oh, 
Something magical, mystical memories. Merlin. So let's now look at paganism versus neo-pagan. How does neo-pagan relate to the religion of witchcraft? Witchcraft, by definition, is a neo-pagan classified religion. Today's practitioners do not practice in the strictest form of ancient paganism, which would include animal sacrifice, a matriarchal hierarchy and other archaic practices. Nor would we want to. Neo-paganism, although centuries old, is based on accumulative and progressive knowledge and understandings of the world and universe. We know today that the earth is not the centre of the universe. The earth is round. The universe was formed through a big bang and subsequent evolution. All this knowledge has evolved our perspectives and allowed practitioners to incorporate knowledge from other centuries and origins into our understanding of metaphysics and belief. It is a melding of many beliefs into a nature-based spiritual perspective that works toward bringing balance in all aspects of life, and for that matter, death. Let's take this a little further. According to Reference.com, the roots of neo-paganism begin with the Renaissance and the reintroduction of classicism and the resurgence of interest in Greco-Roman polytheism in the wake of works that the Theologia Mythologica of 1532. The Romantic movement of the 18th century led to the rediscovery of Old Gallic and Old Norse literature and poetry. Neo-Druidism can be taken to have its origins as early as 1717, with the foundation of the Druid order. The 19th century saw a surge of interest in Germanic paganism, with the Viking revival in the British Isles and Scandinavia. In Germany, the Volkish movement was in full swing. Those neo-pagan currents coincided with the Romanticist interest in folklore and occultism, the widespread emergence of pagan themes in popular literature and the rise of nationalism. Occultic revival. During this resurgence in the United Kingdom, neo-Druidism and various Western occult groups emerged, such as the Emetic Order of the Golden Dawn and the Ordo Templi Orientis, who attempted to syncretize exotic elements like the Egyptian cosmology and the Kabbalah into their relief systems, although not necessarily for purely religious purposes. Influenced by the anthropologist Sir James George Fraser's The Golden Bough, several prominent writers and artists were involved in these organisations, including William Butler Yeats, Maud Gone, Arthur Edward Waite and Alistair Crowley. Along with these early occult organisations, there were other social phenomena, such as the interest in mediumship, magic and other supernatural beliefs, which was at an all-time high in the late 19th century and early 20th century. Another important influence during this period was the Romantic Aesthetic Movement, which venerated the natural world and frequently made reference to the deities of antiquity. The Romantic poets, essayists, artists and authors who employed these themes in their work were later associated with socially progressive attitudes towards sexuality, feminism, pacifism and similar issues. During the witchcraft revival in the 1920s, 
Margaret Murray theorised that a witchcraft religion existed underground and in secret, and had survived through the witchcraft prosecutions that had been enacted by the ecclesiastical and secular courts of the Inquisitions. Historians now reject Murray's theories, as she based it partially upon the similarities of the accounts given by those accused of witchcraft. Such similarity is now thought to actually derive from having there having been a standard set of questions laid out in the witch-hunting manuals used by interrogators. Murray's ideas nevertheless exerted great influence on certain neo-pagan currents. In the 1940s, Englishman Gerald Gardner claimed to have been initiated into a new forest coven and began his training with other practitioners such as Alistair Crowley and the OTO. In the mid to late 1950s, Gardner secreted his brand of witchcraft in a tradition he labelled Gardnerian Wicca. Gardner's Wicca is a modern version of neo-paganism that adheres closely to Gardner's teachings, differentiating it from similar traditions such as Alexandrian Wicca and the more recent Wiccan offshoots. In addition to these historical events, modern witchcraft also incorporates shamanistic concepts, relation to the animal kingdom, animal sign, psychic abilities and connecting to not just the divine but to each other through energy are all refined though through the basic practices of shamanism. Pagan stroke neo-pagan today. Today in all its forms paganism is not what it was in the beginning. Back then or even a hundred years ago and thankfully so. This is one of the greatest assets about pagan beliefs. We have the ability, and let's call it room with our beliefs, to take in new information and apply it to our beliefs in such a way that we can expand our perspectives without discounting our beliefs. One might argue that in some ways science is beginning to catch up some of our beliefs, such as the concept that energy never dies, it fades changes forms and then re-emerges. Many believe this is scientific evidence of reincarnation. We have adapted not only scientific information, but even cultural evolution into our belief structure, allowing it to evolve and grow as well. Let me add on a side note, this is one of my pet peeves with some purist pagans, who insist their tradition is one of the original pagan practices or traditions that are 200 years old. That's a load of rubbish. And if it is, why would someone want to practice a belief system that's rooted in the past and hasn't grown as human existence has grown and evolved? Change is the only constant in the universe and even religions must evolve or they become stagnant and perhaps even detrimental. Paganism or neo-paganism, or what some are now calling pagan metaphysics, is a mishmash of many different religions. We talk about karma and chakras as if they're solely European concepts, but these ideas hold a large influence from the East as well. We have successfully merged these concepts into our beliefs, or because Indo-Europeans had similar concepts with slight differences or with different names. But that's not true for all subjects, and I don't think it's a bad thing to merge beliefs, no more than it's a bad thing to merge practices from different traditions to create new traditions 
that fit into our world today. We don't sacrifice goats anymore or run cows through the fire to purify them, nor would I want us to. In the final analysis, be what you are comfortable with being. If you wish to be pagan, be pagan. If you wish to be neo-pagan, be that. If you desire to expand into a new world, step into pagan metaphysics. In the end, you are the only person who has the right to label who and what you are. So let's now move on with a short commercial break and a track by Sharon Stone, and that's called Siren Moon. Coming to an internet site near you very shortly is a brand new business, The Witch's Shop. It caters for everything a witch, pagan or druid could possibly need for any occasion. So to find us, visit www.the-witches-shop.co.uk or you could find us on Facebook. So remember, for everything you could possibly need in your witch's broom cupboard, visit the-witches-shop.co.uk Sometimes we need an extra pair of hands when looking after an elderly relative, or we need a little help as we approach our twilight years. We specialise in providing a personal care service. Our experienced care team can provide assistance with bathing, shopping, meal preparation at reasonable and competitive rates. Please contact Alison on 01271 864 886. Candor Care, providing care in the community. Warm, comforting, and crafted with love. Old world style and grace handmade to your specifications. Each item is truly unique and all handmade. If you are looking for something bold and showy, or something just like Grandma used to make, search Cozy Crochet and Crafts on Facebook. Wish Upon a Star Weddings is a place where dreams come true. Our aim is to make your wedding day one of the most magical and memorable days of your life. We will assist in making your dreams into reality and make your special day as unique as you are. We create packages that are specifically designed for you and taking into account your budget, your day can be as modest or as lavish as you wish. You are in control. Choose venues from country mansions through to contemporary hotels with stunning views. Whatever you have in mind, we will be able to work with you to create something extra special. You can speak to Kim on 01271 862 944 or 07811 322 962 or you can email her at info at wishuponastarweddings.com. After an hour working out in the gym, I really enjoy nothing more than relaxing with a healing massage therapy. Karen Fergaline of Little Birds is a fully qualified, fully insured massage therapist. But you don't have to go to the gym to enjoy one of the Little Birds treatments. You can enjoy an individual massage, reflexology or aromatherapy sessions. Or maybe you can host one of their pamper parties for you and a group of friends. Or you can organise yourself a group therapy session. To contact Karen, give her a call on 07969 564 528. Email her at littlebirdsmassage at or visit her website at littlebirds-holistics.co.uk.
Carpet Fresh, we offer a reliable and friendly service at reasonable rates. Our slogan, we don't cut corners, we clean them, says it all. So if you want fresh, clean carpets, give us a call on 07 530 630 001. The Carpet Fresh Man. Delphine, a trained therapist, offers Reiki, massage and tarot readings in the comfort of your own home. Readings can also be provided by email. To contact Delphine, please call 07 582 459 667 or email Delphine Sutherland at hotmail.co.uk. For legal reasons, tarot readings are provided for entertainment purposes only. Colgen FM. Around the planet on the World Wide Web. The Sound of Magic. Sailor, sailor, you can't escape the yearning wants, the siren she has played. Yeah. Sailor, sailor, she'll get beneath your skin and her rhythm's ever pounding in your blood. You cannot let yourself be filled. Your heart will never leave your home again. But there's a the burning in your mind, a need to quench your soul upon her wine. She will take you Yeah. 
Well, welcome back again. And in this final section, I want to give you two new spells from the wonderful Rose Ariadne. And first up is Rose Lover's Stay Strong spell. Step one. Pour boiling water over the following ingredients. Bloodroot, cardamom, coriander, cumin, forget-me-not and rosemary. Step two. Strain out the plant material with a strainer and put the liquid in a bucket of water along with some vinegar. Step 3. Take a clean cloth and use it to cleanse your home, focusing on the thresholds to the outside and the bedroom, but cleanse as much as you can. The more you cleanse, the stronger your relationships will get. Step 4. While you are cleansing, play a powerful song like Stay With Me Baby. This works particularly well if you are strengthening the love with your partner but can also work well for friendships. You see, I told you it was simple, and the joy this can bring to your heart is almost immediate, and you'll see instant improvement in almost all of your relationships, especially the ones that need it the most. If you don't have or can't find some of the ingredients, you can substitute them with almost any herbs you do have, as long as you combine a variety together. Next up, if you're worried about money... Here is a very powerful spell that can attract wealth and prosperity into your life. If you are worried about your finances, you can use this powerful money magic spell to attract wealth and prosperity into your life. And it can happen quickly if your intentions are good. What you will need are scissors, a large piece of green fabric, gold thread and a needle. Step 1. Draw an outline of a doll with a pen. Probably one that looks a bit like a gingerbread man would be good. Step 2. Cut out the doll shape. Step 3. Place the doll shape over the fabric again and trace around the outside with a pen. Step 4. Cut out the second half of the doll. Step 5. Sew the two halves together with the gold thread. Make sure to leave a hole to stuff the doll. Step 6. Stuff the doll with any combination of comfrey, king fern play money, king's root, any other money-drawing herbs and items that you like. Step 7. Write a note on a small piece of green paper that says, I require, and put the amount in, plus some extra. I need this soon to meet my needs and so that I can enjoy this life to the fullest and bring more love to the world. Step 8. Place the note inside the doll as well. Step 9. Use any money-drawing oil to dress the doll. Step 10. Anoint the doll every day with a drop of your money-drawing oil until the money you request arrives. Step 11. Once the money has come into your life, bury the doll somewhere near your home. So that almost brings us to the end of today's show. But before I go, I would like to say that the views expressed in this show are not necessarily my own. We cannot accept responsibility for any outcomes of the spell workings and I would like to acknowledge the work of Rose Ariadne for the spells and Springwolf for the extract from Pagan Path. If you want to contact Cauldron FM, you can join our Facebook pages Cauldron FM and Cauldron FM The Sound of Magic. You can email us at cauldronfm at mail.com or you can tweet us at cauldronfm. So now we'll close 
with a track called I Walk With The Goddess from Kellyana. And until the next time, I will wish you love, light and blessed be. Thank you for listening. Take great care and blessed be. Bye-bye now.
and I like nothing more than sitting down and listening to Colgen FM. Colgen FM is a Moonshadow Media production. <laughs> 